Across the Netflix stream, I'm Ward. This is your resource for Netflix. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix stream.com. Gestern, heute Morgen folgen sich aufeinander. Sie sind in einem ewigen Kreis miteinander verbunden. Dark Season 1. This is a German language series. It's a family mystery saga with a supernatural twist that unfolds. It takes the story back to 1986. Two missing children connect four families as they search for the kids in the present day. The question isn't who kidnapped the children, but when. The years 2019, 1986, and 1953 are somehow... This is an interpersonal drama. It's time travel. It's a mystery. It's all thrown together. It's got parts back to the future, Lost, and Primer. I mean, this makes you work for it because there's just a lot of characters to keep track of. And there's a lot of quick scenes that you need to remember. But the experience is definitely rewarding. I really enjoy this. I mean, it, it it's bewildering at first. It just gets crazier. You get into it. And at the end, there's just so much stuff going on. You're like, you know, this wild is wild. I love it. It's been great. Because the first episode, it definitely throws a lot at you. And you know it should because they want you to be really confused as they start to uncover what's going on. I went from being skeptical thinking, well, you know, if they can't answer these questions, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. And it's going to it's going to be predicated, enjoy, whether I enjoy this is going to predicate on whether they can answer those questions satisfactorily. But man, when I got to the end, it's like, I don't even care if they answer anything else at all. This has been worth the ride. It's a blast. I love the ride. This is an experience. It's bewildering. It's fascinating. And an underlying theme is, are we constrained to fate or is free will an illusion? Now, I would side on we're constrained to fate, that free will is definitely... And I would say that this show agrees. Being a German language series, you've got a choice of subtitles or an audio dub. Now, the audio dub is not great. It sounds a lot like people just reading the lines. But I thought, in many cases, the translation was better than the subtitles. So it's kind of a catch-22. And it can be nice listening to... Reading the subtitles and actually listening to the actors speak in their natural language because you get the emotion in there. And what I did also like was that even the text on screen is translated. Sometimes you get subtitles and they just translate what people are saying but not what they're looking at or reading. So I like that this went that extra mile. This show is dark. It is deep. And there are just a lot of people tracking this show. And it doesn't help that with so many people, a lot of them are played by two actors who got them in 2019 and 1986. So you got to do double duty keeping up with them. Sometimes you got three actors playing one character. That's tough to keep up with. So it took me a couple episodes to remember who was who in each relationship because it is important. It's like, okay, that's that person. They're having an affair with that person and that person's married to this. But it, you really need some kind of spreadsheet. It's kind of like how I feel when I'm watching Game of Thrones when a new season just starts. Like, who are all these people? Where have I seen these people before? I liked the show after a couple of episodes. I mean, I watched the first one. I'm thinking, what in the world? I got to watch this to try to make heads or tails of this because I'm confused. And so I kept watching. And as far as the pilot goes, I, man, I had to watch episode two. I thought it was solid. So you got this mystery that's pressing enough that you want to keep watching. And it's definitely, it's definitely enjoyable. In episode five, this show fully hooked me. I mean, I was, I started binging the rest of it. I couldn't put it down. Because it's finally paying off some of those questions they've set up. And in episode seven, this just goes full mind explosion. I'm like, wow, this, wow. And at that point, you know, I was already binging it. At that point, I just, you know, I didn't even take a break. Went all the way through this. I mean, I watched this show hard. And it's so dense because I'm watching, I think it's maybe 
episode eight or nine, I'm watching this sequence that calls back to the beginning. I'm like, oh yeah, that that did happen at the beginning of this season. I mean, this is a show I watched in a couple of days, and it's so dense that you forget something I saw just a couple hours ago. That's how dense it is, because everything's interconnected. And it, man, once you start making these connections, this is wild. Because this show, it does present a lot of questions early on, and it's normal to wonder if it can give you answers. And the show, it definitely does not answer everything, and that would be one of my criticisms. And it's not necessarily that it doesn't answer everything, but there's like one critical omission. There's just one character which we get very little information on, and there's a strong implication that who he might be or what he might be, but that just makes this more strange. It makes this even more weird. Ah, uh, who knows? And if you're wondering where season two could go, we do get a nice tease in the final episode. The last scene kind of points to where this could go. I don't know if that's going to work as well as season one will, because I feel like they've you know, they've done it. Like, this was the story, and anything else is just kind of secondary. But I don't know. Maybe season two will work. But it just seems like it's going to be very different from what we got in season I would like... I mean, I don't mind they didn't answer all the questions, but the, the one glaring omission where they give us this little bit of information about this character that makes it just really wild, don't give us that information or just give us something. And the opening credits montage, you know, I didn't notice this until I get a little bit farther in the series, but it's one image mirrored three times, which is a direct reference to what's happening in the show. The You've got the 1980, or let's, yeah, 1986, not even confused. Like 1986 is where this event occurred. And it connects 2019 to 1953, 19 years in the past and future. So, you know, you've got these three images slash eras mirrored. And yeah, it's interesting because the, the first episode, you know, I didn't pick it up till later when we were straddling the three different time periods. But the first episode, it starts with this strange rant about the past, present, and future. So that's that's three eras, which three images should make sense right off the bat. Now, you know, the main character of the show might be the cave because everything centers on this cave. There's missing children. There's a dead child. There's strange burns. You know, it's there's this nuclear power plant. And you think, well, maybe it has something to do with them. It, it doesn't, though you definitely might think that. I mean, that first episode is crazy, and I loved it. And I wonder if this was time travel, and once you get the sec- second episode, that becomes much more apparent. So then we get the hint that it's not where the missing child is, but when. And yeah, I wasn't sure how time travel happened at this point. Like, how how do you get into that? Is that a black hole in the cave somehow? Is it related to power plants or something they're doing that's making that happen? And who is the kid that seems to be from the 80s? Yeah, it's lots of questions. So we're getting to realize there is a link between 86 and 2019, but we don't know how this portal or whatever it works. You know, there's, like we kept seeing dead birds around the cave. So I thought, okay, is it somehow consuming life to operate? Is that the trick? And it's not. So I don't really know what the dead animals have to do with anything. And yeah, because I thought, oh, maybe this dead kid, maybe it's somehow like zapping his life force, for lack of a better term, to get power. But Again, that's not it. And then we have this stranger in the hotel, and he's got a time travel box. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's this box that's doing it, but if that's the case, well, what's the origin of the time travel? And that's part of the fun of this show is that it gives you enough to keep you wanting more, but also lets you just speculate wildly because, man, when you're watching it, it could be anything. The questions are flying, and episode four generates a lot. And I'm thinking, man, we got to get something going here. And in episode five, we start to get answers. Jonas enters the cave, and we see this portal. And I'm wondering... Who put it there? We don't know. Even at the end of this, up, this season, we don't know. It's got an engraved door, and I assume that's man-made, but how did it get there? Who knows? So Jonas goes back, and then we get to, this, we get to the Back to the Future portion of the show. He's told he shouldn't meddle with the past because he could you know, erase, erase his own existence. And that's when he has a realization of what I already knew. And the end of the show... The undertone of the show, it questions free will, because can he change the past? Is there anything that can be 
done to change events. And I'd argue there isn't. You can't change the past because whatever happened, happened. Kind of like the whole Lost Mantra and season was it six or seven. Whatever happened, happened. I'm with that. I agree with them. Episode seven goes off the rails in the best way. The year 1953 becomes important. And all these pieces start to fall into place. All these connections, they're shaped by time. And episode five, episode seven, man, is just, it's awesome. And I can't get into it because I don't want to spoil you, but it's something else. So episode eight has some religious implications. And it really threw me for a loop because we get a reference to the Antichrist and like we cut to a character. And it's not the first time it's happened. Somebody mentioned the Antichrist and we cut to this character. So obviously there's an association, but if this is religious and spiritual, well, I thought we're like black holes in time travel. Like what is this going on? I don't know. And it's the lack of clarification about this Antichrist implication that gives me the biggest problem. Because it's religion, it's time travel, and I just don't know. And this could definitely be cool because this religious and time travel thing kind of gave me it reminded me of Carnival that ran from 03 to 05 on HBO. Um, I don't know, and it, this vibe, this vibe with the Antichrist, it kind of makes me think, all right, is this going to end up being a battle between good and evil? And that could be cool too. Like, I don't know why this town, this thing, like why good and evil are going to settle here. If that's what it is, it may not be. Well, I had idea. And Carnival, it did the battle between good and evil really well. Great show. If you've never heard of it, get up. If you've never seen it, you need to watch it. Love that. So, you know, the thing is, by whatever method, science, whatever, when you have an event like this time travel event it doesn't link just two time periods or two points it links three that's why the event happened in 86 you link 53 in 2019 um what is that 33 years before and after um and yeah there's there's some significance to 33 there's some religious significance a number that shows out through history i don't exactly know how it all links to it but hey who knows so this does get into the lost territory with time travel and whether you can meddle in time because that's the question and initially, you're not sure, you know, what's going to happen. Me, personally, I believe time's a closed loop, so I don't think they can change anything, but the show leaves open-ended where you don't exactly know until we get later. Now, you could argue this show stepping into a few paradoxes, but from what I've seen, it's not. Uh, you know, you've got this watchmaker who creates the time travel device by referencing the broken future state of that, but that's not a paradox. Um, the box has an origin, and it has presumable ends, so no paradox. Now, if he took the future box, repaired the future box, and then gave that to the stranger, well, then the object has no origin. That's a problem. But there's multiple boxes, so he's cool on that. And I just, I just want to note, like, how crazy this show gets, because at one point, a character exclaims, her husband, who's screwing my mom, is looking for his son, who's my father. I mean, work that one out. You know, this just, it gets bonk. The final couple of episodes seem to implicate there's a battle between good and evil, and that, I, just, I don't know what that is. And I want a little bit more information on that, or just don't mention it until season two. Leave that for season two, and let's just keep things... The normal level of crazy this show achieves. Because I don't know who is good, who is bad. And I'm sure the show's going to play with that and kind of think it could be either one. Uh, this does make a de- big deal about 33 years, which raises even more questions about the ending. Because if the 33 years before and after 86 is important, well, man, that last scene, I got some questions on that. That is dark. Again, I feel like I'm rambling, but this show is just, it's wild. And you got to watch it. It is probably my favorite Netflix show of 2017 and that's over Stranger Things season two that's over Mindhunter that's over some other things I probably can't think of but I really enjoyed Dark you gotta check it out go to our website crossthenetflixstream.com this is your portal to find us on social media our written reviews news previews and videos you can email me directly ward at crossthenetflixstream.com go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player 
rate this, review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix, so you don't have to.